for me, I've been knocked down so many times, but um, I feel like um, we, we need to fight and make our own destiny. What we can control, we make the most out of it. We need to um, be on our toes all the time, um, ready to pivot, um, ready to act fast, and we just need to look ahead and um, just vision um, a good day, brighter day, um, and have a positive attitude even though you're down. When I think about all the things I'm missing about restaurants, one of the main ones is eating things that I just would never cook at home for myself. One of those things is big, juicy, messy mud crab. And somewhere that I have really loved going for that is Thai Tide in the city. When I think about the city of Melbourne, I think about quiet streets, struggling restaurants, no office workers, just a real roller coaster of a pandemic. So I thought it was a really good chance to check in with a city restaurateur, someone that specializes in beautiful crabs and other seafood. And that person is Marika Charungvat from Thai Tide. Hi, Marika. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I am good. Um, now, I have to say that I have eaten your takeaway at home recently and it was so delicious. It was a really, really great experience. Uh, not quite as fun to get messy at home as in a restaurant, but it was super, super yummy all the same. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And our team would be so happy and um, so happy to hear um, all of that comment. Um, uh, thank you so much. Well, I think, you know, part of what I enjoyed about it was the great flavors, just like really fresh, really spicy, you know, all the sauces, you know, beautifully presented. Like it was great. Uh, but it also reminded me of uh, when I was at your restaurant, I was there for my husband's birthday with the whole family. And I tell you, it's pretty hard to get the teenagers to sit down with us for very long these days. So, you know, we have to lure them with excellent food. Uh, so I guess I had this, this dual pleasure, not only of enjoying dinner that night, uh, but also I guess it taking me back to that restaurant experience. Oh, I remember you came um, just before the last lockdown and um uh, we have served you um, traditional Thai food in our restaurant. Um, however, with um, Talay, which is our um, spin-off brand, um, it's actually, uh, we specialize in Thai seafood. And that is actually a, um, uh, as a result of the pandemic. So, um, so we, Talay specialized in Thai seafood because um, my husband actually came from come from Phuket. Um, that's why oh, that's where it started. Um, and Talay is um, born in the second lockdown, um, and now we are on the sixth. Um, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep, now we're on the sixth. So Marika, let's like take us back a little bit. Tell us about. The, you know, the various incarnations of your businesses um, and, yeah, what's brought you up to, to launching Talay? Um, we have uh, been in the restaurant business, especially in Melbourne CBD, for um, maybe 14 years now. We started started off um, inside Target Centre, just a humble food court, um, serving uh, Thai street food. And we expanded into a standalone um, two-storey, um, 100 seats, um, serving um, a more um, 
traditional, authentic family um, face um, sharing meal. And um, we have just completed renovation for that, um, for our standalone business. And a um, few weeks after the, the first lockdown hit, um, we find ourselves um, 250,000 in debt. <laughs> we have had 90% reduction in our sales. Our staff um, is actually was, um, I think the first lockdown, our staff struggled so much because they were on student visa and um, on temporary visa. Um, they could not get uh, or qualify for job seeker or um, any government grant. So um, we had to stay open just to to ensure that they are supported. Um, and um, although our sale has reduced by 90%, Uber has taken a lot out of us. Um, we thought, oh, this this could not be it. And we, we would definitely will not um, survive if this is our business model, having to serve um, traditional Thai um, food that um, everyone serves um, on online platform. And um, we thought uh, we need to be more specialized and um, we acted very fast and our, the second lockdown came um, and the new news was um, on that the lobsters, um, uh, Australian lobsters, were not able to be exported um, in China. Um, the domestic um, market has an abundant, abundant of lobsters. So we thought, oh, um, we could utilize um, uh, cheaper lobsters um, available uh, within Australia and serve um, to um, directly to people's home and um, mud crabs as well. So that's where we started um, seafood. Um, also, as I mentioned, my husband is from Phuket. So um, he was the first one to lose the job because he's in um, aviation. So um, he came back before, uh, he, he came back to Australia before um, uh, the border closure and gave us an idea that we could do something um, fresh something seafood, something home, something that although people don't get to travel, um, they could still have good food um, delivered to um, their home. And we got lucky that um, publications supported us um, because we didn't have um, shop front and that they are our shop front um, having um, be our voice, um, advertising and um, letting people know that we are here and we give thank. Um, and that's where we are today. And I'm very thankful for that. Wow. And so were you producing the seafood uh, takeaway from the restaurant in the centre of the city? Yes, correct. We use um, the centre of the city um, kitchen. Our staff is um, still the same team. Um, to be honest, full credit to our head chef. Um, she's been with us seven years and stick with us um, during hard times and until now. And she's very talented and able to, um, we are able to achieve, achieve this far because of her, um, her help um, and effort. What's her name? We should give her a shout out. Yeah, her name is um, Nachanan. Um, we had to change um, our menu so tremendously um, and change almost weekly. And she is able to um, enable that to happen. And that's one of the reasons that we are able to be successful is our team behind this brand. Well, it's incredible. And I mean, it really sounds, well, I mean, as you've said, you know, your motivation for pivoting so quickly was your team and, and looking after those people who weren't eligible for government support here. And we all know that, you know, internationals are 
the absolute lifeblood of the uh, hospitality industry in Australia. Um, and yeah, businesses such as yours went to extraordinary lengths to look after those people who were not looked after by the government. Uh, I'm really, you know, I'm really quite shocked to hear, Marika, that your husband lost his job in aviation. Was he working overseas? Like, was he actually working in Thailand or what, you know, what was his role? Um, he's um, pilot, um, uh, in A380 plane and that plane is the first to be grounded and probably will be the last one to um, take off in a few years time. Wow. So yeah. that's, that's, that's really full on because I mean, as you're describing it, not only was your business decimated, it's like you, there wasn't, you know, the, another possible source of um, stability for the family was also pulled out from under you. Yes, that's correct. And I think what, what got us through is our survival, um, and our attitude, our mindset that we need to survive and we have to survive and our fighting spirit. Um, however, I must say that I'm, I'm, we are becoming, um, exhausted and drained. Um, uh, we, we hope that it's, um, gonna look up from here onwards when, um, we reach eighty percent vaccination, and we'll have more. Um, the border will be open. We'll all get to see our families and travel, and that's what we're looking forward to. That's what gets us going right now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We're all looking forward to just life restarting. That's for sure. Um, so I know that you know you say you're exhausted and you're drained but you're still planning new things tell tell us about some of the um the new the new roads for Thailand Thai Tide sure um we being in the city is the hardest hit and we we can be sure that it will take years to recover even though the border opens even though um we're able to um travel to work again i i think we need to recognize the change in um, people's behavior that that um, they may not they they may be working from home still, um, and um, they may not come to the city. Um, online uh, is still big part of um, the way people um, purchase things, food wise, retail wise, and also um, we need to change quickly. And I, I think these are the these are the points that we learn from lockdown. And um, moving forward, we have set a direction for the business, um, whether it be um, we can trade or not uh, have shop front again, we should be able to versatile enough um, and diversify ourselves in order to survive. So we think that we will um, move towards um, more virtual um, uh, business model, have um, a cloud kitchen or smaller kitchen, dark kitchen that has no shop front. We still need, we still try to strike balance between um, uh, conserving um, hospitality value and doing new way, um, new way of doing business. So um, what we're trying to do is um, uh, we will be delivering more to people's home, even though lockdown lives. Um, we will have more online ordering. We will um, serve people meal kit they can finish off at home. Um, we can. Uh, we are doing more subscription based, so we deliver weekly to people's home and rely less on Uber. So this is where we are heading, um, uh, relying less on our city shop front people walking through um, to dine in and. Um, move towards um, delivering to people's home. Mm, that's really interesting. I mean, 
do you is it are you what am I trying to say are you excited about that innovation do you find satisfaction in it is there creativity in it or is it is the restaurant experience what you would really most love to do if you thought it could be viable? Of course, we would love to um, have um, uh, the same brick and mortar restaurant because we, we love um, having customer come through the door, seeing their faces, enjoying our food. Um, however, uh, the way we do things um, change and we, we must accept that. Um, so the, 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 the challenge is to try to strike a balance. What we offer to people's home, we, we can try to still um, inject um, the quality of restaurant, um, our personal touches, um, the trick and, and trick, trick and tips of how they cook at home, um, uh, our, our knowledge of cooking um, Thai food. For instance, we are hoping to offer um, uh, a noodle box, um, Chiang Mai noodle box, um, where people can have um, a, a taste of Chiang Mai at home, whether it be um, Thai northern sausage we made um, from scratch, whether it be um, a, a, a yellow curry noodle um, that we cooked um, from scratch, from the paste we pounded um, from um, our pestles and mod, um, pestles, and um, we we will give them um, an instruction and recommendation on how they could um, heat and eat um, as close as they dine in the restaurant, and um, that's I think delivering restaurant experience to people's home is. Um, is, is one of the way to bring hospitality um, into people's home. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, that, that all sounds great and it sounds like you've got so many ideas, which is really exciting. What about the front of house staff? Are they able to be repurposed in some of these projects? Actually, our kitchen is... Um, uh, flat out so they come in and they help um, uh, log- the logistic of it the, the processing the orders sometimes they help in the kitchen we are utilizing um, our staff to the max and um, I think they enjoy um, the new challenge um, of uh, do, do new ways of doing things um, I suppose mm. and just in terms like it sounds like you're thinking about doing these as sort of different brands. It, it, can you talk to me a bit about the the marketing and the branding, like why you're using different names for the different streams of your businesses? Sure. Um, our, it comes from our city restaurant, um, Thai Tide, um, uh, having a um, variety of food. We serve um, uh, an array of dishes and our menu is huge. And that, I think, is a traditional way of doing business. However, moving forward, we feel like um, people will be remembered. People will, we, we need to be um, top of mind from, uh, for people if they want um, certain food. For instance, if they want seafood, they need to think of Talay. Um, if they want noodle kit, they need to think of our new brand. Um, it's, I think, um, we need to make clear to our, um, uh, our customers what we are good at and, um, to cloud them in one brand, I think um, it's not really the trend moving forward. It's more specialization and people need to know what we are good at to be able to help them purchase better. Um, that's where we are heading, um, specialization in, in brands and brands creation. 
Mm. I think that's so true. When I think about the kinds of businesses that have really stood out and created excitement through the various lockdowns, it, it often is people that are just doing one thing and it becomes this sort of cult product. Um, and it's, it's so interesting that you, that you want to create these go-to products, but you've got, but they're, but they're all you. I think that's so clever. Yeah, um, we are launching um, two virtual brands very soon. One is um, uh, a, a Thai vegan brand um, delivered um, to your home weekly. And um, that is also um, our, our restaurant, um, uh, restaurant-driven product, but delivered to your home. Um, and we are doing a noodle kit brand um, specializing in all kinds of Thai noodles. Um, and that also delivers to um, uh, people's home in our cloud kitchen. And we, we, we hope to continue to um, add more brands um, because we feel like um, I'm, I'm a, a very passionate um, Thai food lover. Um, I, I think Thai food has so many categories. Um, for instance, um, Northern Thai um, salad and grilled, Southern Thai strong flavor, um, uh, uh, chilies, um, uh, seafood. Um, there's also Thai street food, Thai noodles. Um, there are varieties of um, Thai food that Melbourneian hasn't had a chance to experience. And um, I think that's what I, I would like to bring to um, Melbourne. If there was one dish that you think I should learn about next or that you could, you, you could create a brand around and I could buy from you next, what, what would it be? It's definitely Thai um, vegan and vegetarian food. Um, it's super exciting or that you can have um, uh, non-meat, tasty, um, healthy, um, good for the planet um, meal. Um, and um, it's, it's going to be, uh, and all, it's all herbs and spice and all the delicate touches. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited about our um, vegan and vegetarian, because when people think of vegetarian food, um, they think it might not be as tasty and they couldn't get as much texture in the vegetarian food. But I think that's what we're trying to come in and solve. Um, vegetarian and vegan food is exciting. Um, and that's where we come in. I mean, I'm so excited about that. Is vegan food a trend in Thailand as well? Um, actually, healthy food overall, uh, people want to live better. Um, they want to eat better. Uh, I think that's the, the, the trend. And to provide them with alternatives, it's, um, it's exciting. And um, I, I believe that's the, the future, actually. Mm, that's so exciting. I mean, it's so different from delivering somebody a big crab to get stuck into or one of those glorious lobsters that you've been able to get your hands on. It's, uh, yeah, it's really different. And totally, it's like if someone wants Thai vegan food, they probably don't want to see a crab on the menu right next to it. So it totally makes sense. Yeah. And ye yesterday we just did an R&D of 12 of our menus and it includes um, jackfruit. It includes um Basil, it includes um, winter melon, it includes um, all of the Asian um, uh, vegetables that 
in Australia, it's actually widely available in the market, but it's not being um, utilized or introduced. They all have health benefits that we will lay out, um, uh, in, and, and we are super excited to be able to um, provide that um, knowledge of um, what what this um, vegetables um, gives you, um, what's health benefit associated with it, and um, I think that's um, that's very exciting to me. Oh yeah, it's so exciting. So this might be like asking you to look too far into the crystal ball, Marika, but could you imagine that this vegan brand could expand into a bricks and mortar restaurant down the track? Actually, we are already thinking about that. Um, we actually um, vision where we want to be in Melbourne. Um, however, uh, we just take a baby step at the time. Right now, I think... Um, in this pandemic world, nothing is certain. So we take baby steps at a time and ensure that we put a small investment first. If it's viable, we gradually increase to ensure our um, business survival. And definitely, um, we would love to have um, a shop front where we welcome vegan, vegetarian, um, um, health food um, in, um, customers into our store. Mm, I think that would go off. Um, I'd love to um, hear from you what you've heard from Thailand recently. Uh, I've heard that things are really, really difficult there with COVID at the moment. It's really hard to get vaccinated. What What are family and friends telling you? Um, all my families um, are very fortunate that they are one of the few um, ones to get vaccinated fully. Um, however, that's not the case for everyone else. Um, there's one person I um, supported um, monthly um, financially um, to help him get through. And he told me that it's, uh, he queued for five hours um, in the line to get vaccinated. Um, and it's not even possible. Um, most people are unfortunate um, to receive any doses, and um, that's where it's being it's difficult now because um, the country relies so much on tourism, opening up countries, um, and Phuket, um, especially the island, relies on tourism. Tourism, and at the moment, people do not receive um, funding from the government to help them through, like the way we do um, here in Australia, which um, I truly appreciate. Um, and actually, it's a struggle um, mentally. Um, and physically, it's a struggle for everyone. It's been dragged on for many months now, and there's no end in sight, and that's the problem. Um, yeah, it's not looking mm. good. Yeah, it's really distressing to to think about it. Um, they, I've also heard, you know, there's some people, it's like there's food shortages in some parts of the country, like things, the sort of fabric of society is really unraveling to some degree. And um, there are a lot of people um, donating, and um, for for people to donate, it means the government are not doing enough to support, um, uh, especially um, the unfortunate ones. And um, I think what we can do to give, um, we try like donations, but um, I don't know how long, like I have supported this person for um almost a year now financially and I, I don't know how long I can keep su um, supporting if the government doesn't kick in. Um, I just hope it gets better soon and I really don't know where it doesn't look good at the moment. 
Yeah, it's really tough. What, what's your experience with vaccinations here, uh, Marika? Have you found that an, an easy conversation to have with your staff, um, you know, or is it something that people are still really needing to think hard about or does it just seem everyone's pretty happy to go off and get vaccinated as soon as they can? I think, um, I think the government mixed messages earlier didn't help, but I think people now um, are starting to understand and realise and um Although I respect people's choices, um, I think we will hit the, the, the target pretty soon and I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, everyone's doing their part as much as, they, uh, I, uh, as much as they can, which is really good. And um, I just hope that um, we get to the, the threshold soon so that um, small businesses are being are able to operate. Yeah, so do I. I mean, it seems very clear now that um, vaccination targets are very tightly tied to businesses reopening um, and also businesses operating. Well, I think it's, you know, the government at state and federal level is, is making it pretty clear that it's going to be, there are going to be privileges for the vaccinated. So you'll probably when you do reopen your restaurant and open many more restaurants, I hope you'll only be, you'll have to have um, some sort of vaccination certificate to be allowed to dine inside. What do you think about that? Um, to be honest, um, I haven't really thought about that far, but um, I think um, whatever society um, accepts, um, we, we understand and we will, um, we will try to, do our best um, as part of the community to um, make sure that everyone is safe and um, everyone is um, able to live normal life, whatever it takes. Um, so um, as part of the community, we'll do whatever to um, ensure the safety of the people. Mm, but yeah, beautiful. Um, so Marika, it's a bit of a cold and rainy afternoon as we are speaking and I would love to just warm up with some beautiful beautiful Thai food whether it's from Phuket or from elsewhere in Thailand can you just talk me through something really bright and spicy that's gonna bring a bit of sunshine into my day oh okay uh, I can do that um one one of our best sellers um, uh, for our Tele brand obviously is the mud crab to be honest our seasoning is only as good as the produce um australian um seafood is amazing we've got um live darwin grade a mud crab delivered um uh i go to the market daily to to um, pick the strongest crab the the largest as large as um, possible yeah um usually um they're under one kilo although we advertise 900 grams we tend to ensure that we surprise our customers and um choose the biggest crabs possible um yeah and um we cook in um uh this peppery um sauce um sweet and um salty balance at the same time but the meat itself um the crab meat itself i think is the star um as well as the lobster from um south australia um, um just this morning i went to springvale market and um i picked the um strongest um lobsters um one kilo and um 
it's it's just amazing the um the ab um, abundant types of seafood um, Australia has. Um, we would love to create new menus to include more like um, um, oysters, um, more like um, scamp scampi, um, more like um, spanner crabs because they are in season at the moment in the market, um, and um, that's um, we'll, we'll keep um, introducing new menu. Wonderful. You've you've definitely warmed me up. Only problem is now I'm hungry as well. <laughs> Marika, thank you so much for talking to me today um, on Dirty Linen. Is there anything else that you'd like to say, perhaps to perhaps to restaurants who are struggling a bit with motivation or not knowing what, what to do next? And what what sort of what words of advice or comfort could you give people? To be honest, is um, for me I've been knocked down so many times, but um, I feel like um, we we need to fight and make our own destiny. What we can control, we make the most out of it. We need to um, be on our toes all the time, um, ready to pivot, um, ready to act fast. And we just need to look ahead and um, just vision um, a good day, brighter day, um, and have a positive attitude. Even though you're down, you can still get up if you you have the positive attitude and the right mindset. And I know it's difficult. I know it's very, very difficult. But um, I think focus and the right mindset attitude is the key to get through this. Well, you're certainly demonstrating that. Uh, Marika, thank you so much for talking us through everything that you're doing at Talay and Thai Tide and all the other brands to come. It's really, it's really exciting. I'm really excited for the future of Melbourne dining when there's people like you in it. Um, thanks so much for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. And I think you're doing a tremendous job helping hospitality industry and being the voice for our small businesses. And I, we appreciate much for your, um, your work. And thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for your kind words. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Marika. Thank you. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.